ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But it's kind of, I guess, become the unofficial Irish national anthem. Um, and so I started searching around for performances of Danny Boy. Um, why do I have to call time out? And what's going on with you? I had to mute myself. It's murdering me that you're choosing Danny Boy. I cannot wait to hear it. Just like, it's somewhere I had a conversation with a guy, and then it was also, it was funny, like, I developed a horrible drinking problem. <laughs> All I do is hang around drunk and toothless, listen to Danny Boy. And I'm like, it's a beautiful number, isn't it? 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Slave Elves. You waited a week and now you know. The name of that band is Slave Elves. <laughs> okay. The poor people. They waited actually two years. Anyways, uh, Slave Elves, check them out. They've got a real aggressive guitar uh, for your car. Hey, uh, gentlemen, <sighs> we're still in Ireland. It is time for our three songs. Who wants to go first tonight? I'm happy to do it. Uh, Let's I go, the, Ben. I had the great good fortune to select Fontaine's DC. So there's apparently a music college, a new music college in uh, Dublin, Ireland called BIMM, started in 2001. And these four fine young Irishmen meet at the BIM Music College. And if you go to BIM Music College and look at their alumni, they've only been around since 2001. You can imagine they're quite pleased to, to trumpet that Fontaine's DC went there, graduated, and then almost immediately got signed to um, Partisan Records. And uh, Partisan Records is kind of a badass uh, independent label in Ireland. So they've got uh, these guys, Fontaine's DC, and the Idols, and Laura Marling. And actually, the Idols are a great pair with them. So this is the post-punk movement. And uh, really, really, really likable. It's like uh, kind of got some punk music to it, but a different vibe, new mood to it. Um, you'll hear the singer's got a thick, thick, thick Irish accent that he's not kidding around about at all. Um, and uh, this entire movement, this whole post-punk thing, uh, I think at one point the Idols was my favorite, but now Fontaine's DC is now my favorite. It goes back and forth between these two bands. Um 
super dig it. Uh, it's a remix. It's it's old sounding music done with a new twist. Um, and in particular, it's a super fun thing for 50 year old white guys like in middle age. Like it's these young, aggressive kids. And I'm like, oh, good on you, fellas. Look at this. <laughs> They're still angry. They're Let's still go. angry out there. It makes me so happy. <laughs> So there's a half dozen, maybe even 10 great Fontaine's DC songs. And I had a hard time choosing one. Uh, I bet Timmy's favorite would be The Boys from the Better Land, which is great. That's actually about uh, the Irish experience of moving over to America and then hooking back up the American Irish. Um, a similar one, shorter, more kick-ass, and about violence, which makes me super happy. Jeff, if you'll give us, and just start from the beginning of Liberty Bell. You know I love that violence that you get around here, that kind of ready, steady violence. That violent, how do you do? And the lawyer went and steady wife sleep in a phone booth. He's just very, very tired of having that same old boring conversation. Just like me, just like you, man is on the nudge, yeah, what you gonna do about it? You know I love that violence that you get around here That kind of ready, steady violence That violent, how do you do? The lie when a steady white sleep in a phone booth He's just very, very tired of having that same old boring conversation Just like me, just like you Man, it's on the night, yeah, what you gonna do about it? Is it easy? Just to try it is it the same old life? Well, it's liberated. Ben, where? Go ahead, go ahead. You're sad about the fade out, Timmy. You wanted more? I wanted more, but uh, I'm like, where'd these guys come from? Like, how can this be 2021? Right? I mean, their yeah. sound is is our youth. Yeah, it's perfect. It's so yeah. good. Um. So here's some things that I love. Oh, so first of all, the, the song is called Liberty Bell, spelled B-E-L-L-E. And they're all from a neighborhood in Dublin called the Liberties. So which I, I, I don't know that, but I know it to be a neighborhood. Uh -huh. um, I almost chose the second half of the song because they have, it's basically like these looping. Oh, one of the things that's super cool about them is they uh, were poets before they were in the band. They released a book of poetry before they released an album. Like they've got this real like lovely wordy irish poety thing going um and the particular like the irish violence with the poetry it's my jam 100 <laughs> percent um hey at the end of the song they go he was a lovely fella we knew him well i think he owned a place called the liberty bell that's, the song, that's <laughs> where the name of the song comes from and it's that hilarious um like irish humor where it's a pub called the liberty bell b-e-l-l-e -L -L -E, in their neighborhood the liberties um and they're they're singing about getting in fights at bars all of it just gold for me um and the, the every every song sounds like that like they've got the fantastic like the really running bass line that's way up high in the mix and then the jangly angry guitars along with it and then that guy's thick 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 accent as he mumbles out about what it's like to be an irish kid fantastic so fun so fun. Do you know what DC stands for, Tim? District of Columbia. Dublin City. Ah, that makes sense too. Yeah, so they're named after Johnny Fontaine, the uh, character from The Godfather. 
Yeah. But then it turns out there's uh. a band from LA called the Fontaines. So that's why they do Fontaines DC as if they're like a soccer club. <laughs> I really, I do love that. I think the band name is fantastic. It's great. Have um, they, uh, yeah, these have, guys. Have they toured here in the U.S.? They have. I oh, have yeah. not had the good fortune to see them, but they have toured. I haven't either. According to Spotify, they're on tour with PJ Harvey. Ooh, oh, uh, that'd be really fun. Yeah. So that's good stuff. Great stuff. And they're all like I, they're all like local Irish. Like here's the uh, the 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 history, like the formation section of Wikipedia. Uh-huh. One of them was born in Barrow and Ferris in Cumbria, but grew up in County Fingal, coastal town of Scaries, north of Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. There's a bunch of them um, from County Mayo, which made me really happy. I've never yep. been to County Mayo, but I do love mayonnaise. So I think I think I've got to go. <laughs> a little different. Yeah, you do have to go. Oh yeah, and I promised I've got uh, three brief Ireland stories from that trip. Okay. All right. So first, number one, I went on a lovely trip vacation with India and India's mom and dad to Cork in Ireland. Yes. Uh, we were all, we were only going for a week, but I had extra time. India was working, so I took five extra days and went to Dublin by myself super fun let's go and uh because i had the time i was like you know i've heard this amazing stuff about this this harry potter series so i bought the first book on the flight over then i landed in heathrow and got all of them in the bloomberry edition which made me really happy so i read (laughs) all of the original british editions and it was through the fifth book that was the books that were out then uh-huh. In five days, I read five books walking the streets <laughs> of that? Ireland and drinking. It was amazing. <laughs> I stayed at um, I stayed at the big college. I stayed at Trinity College Trinity, in yeah. the dorms. Yeah. yeah, totally. It was the summer, so they were open. So I stayed in Trinity College. The last night with book five, I stayed up till three in the morning. And I was like, if there was a sixth book, I would break into a bookstore. Like I would exit <laughs> my room with a crowbar and go get another book. So you totally associate ireland with the magic of harry potter absolutely that that was first memory second memory uh, we had an unbelievable once in a lifetime meal really one of the 10 best meals i've ever had here were the features of the meal you drive uh to the coast and then you park and it's a long hike down in to a house and the house has got a long stairway going down to a little cove where there's a fishing boat floating on it and the husband is an Irish fisherman, and the wife is a Japanese sushi chef. They met, got married, and what you do when you eat is what she, he catches that day, and she kills for you that night. It was so That's unbelievably delicious and awesome. Like I remember that they, I, to me, I remember as if they didn't have electricity. That may be wrong, but I mean it was like super rural and crazy. And there were like ten tables, and the lady was just right there, like you know, pulling out the live flopping fish, cutting it up, and serving it out to you from the North Sea. So fucking fantastic. That is awesome. And then last, and absolutely a hundred percent not least, India Kincannon took a pregnancy test and came up positive for Dahlia when we were in uh, Ireland. So these are all oh. things that happened while we were there. Isn't that amazing? It's a magical place. I tell it you what. Indeed. That is great. That's fun. All right, all right Jeff. Um, so I I struggled a little bit because uh, it turns out some of the bands that we think of as Irish are just not Irish. And so I'm going to hijack here for a minute. What do you do with Shane McGowan? Born in England, goes back to Ireland from age two to five, 
and then moves back to England and lives in England through his entire career in the Pogues. Ireland, I mean, Ireland claims that band, but he is not an Irishman. Well, that's that's why he was so angry. Well, it's one of the reasons, I think, Um, (laughs) that in the English orthodonture system. But uh, (laughs) but I just it it struck me that um, Ireland is one of those places like and Tim might Tim is not an example because he's just showed us eight generations of Irish connection. But uh, people love to be Irish adjacent, but it's a tiny island. There really isn't. I mean, like seven million people. So I was looking at artists and there are some artists I like. um, But once you get past you, too, you're 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 go way down on the international impact scale. Um, And so instead of talking about a band like I like, like the Boomtown Rats or or something like that, and and not taking one of Timmy's Irish beloveds who I uh, I'm going to leave for him. I was thinking about, you know, I always pick bands or albums. I thought I'd go after a song. Oh, um, that's actually what I'm doing as well. I'm so excited. Uh-oh. No, it's going to be gonna fine. Pop. Is it the same song? No, I, I doubt it. 100% doubt it. Okay. Because this, I, somebody, uh, we, I was in an argument this summer, not an argument, but like, what are the 10 most beautiful songs ever written? Okay. And uh, I put up Waterloo Sunset and people, God only knows. And somebody said Danny Boy. Oh. And, and then they sang it for us. And I was like, I got to admit, that is a beautiful, beautiful song. And I got a little obsessed with it. It's a song I knew, but it's not a song I had ever like, why it's been laughing at me. I'm so but, excited. Like, I'm so excited. Um, but it strikes me as like, you. even though it's it's written by an Englishman, and that's why I bring it up again. Once again, Danny Boy, not written by an it Irishman. It is? What? Yes. It's an Irish Fucking fiddle Irish. melody that an Englishman wrote lyrics to. But it's kind of, I guess, become the unofficial Irish national anthem. Um, and so I started searching around for performances of Danny Boy. Um, why do I have to call time out? And <laughs> what's going on with you? I to mute myself. It's murdering me that you're choosing Danny Boy. I cannot wait <laughs> to hear it. Just like this summer, I had a conversation with a guy, and then it was also it was funny. Like I developed a horrible drinking problem. <laughs> All I do is I hang around drunk and toothless, listen to Danny Boy, and I'm like, "It's a beautiful number, isn't it?" It's uh, so uh, great. I am all behind this. Listen to your daddy. Anyway, um, <laughs> I went around looking for the best version of Danny Boy, and. Uh, there are a lot of terrible, terrible versions of dance. One of those songs that gets oversung, like just sure. sung in a way that is so unforgivably schmaltzy and awful, which is why I probably ignored it for the most part. Um, but I found this pretty cool version of Danny Boy that was only performed once. It's live from an Irish television show in 1993. Uh-huh. And the singer needs the singer needs absolutely no introduction. So in my tribute to the Emerald Isle, um, and I'm just getting out of Tim's way so he can wax rhapsodic. Um, oh, here's fine. here's a pretty cool version of uh, the Irish standard of the 20th century. Here we go. And I will hear those soft your tread above. And o'er my grave 
And that is, of course, the recently departed Sinead O'Connor, pre-Pope tearing, live on Christmas Eve on Ireland's version of the Today Show, singing Danny Boy a cappella. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I was just I I actually was really struck by uh, how few options I thought Dublin was going to be an embarrassment of riches. And, and it wasn't to me. And I'm curious about that, like why I think of Dublin as one of the most musical cities in the world, but it has not exported uh, a lot of great Irish bands. It's influenced hundreds of bands, but uh Homegrown heroes are are hard to find, but uh, so I went hmm. with. I was just trying to think of like what song is more quintally, quintessentially Irish than any other, and what is the quintessential Irish performance of that song, and that was the best I could do. Okay, hey, what's the baseline version of Danny Boy? Like, what's the one I've heard a million times? Uh, uh what's his face? Bing That's Crosby. Super... Bing Crosby. Yeah. Oh, Danny Boy. Well, I, I thought I you got... were definitely going with that. I got several things for you. To, uh, so you and I, Jeff, went to a, a few pubs, one in Oxford, one in, in Ireland, where it's a sing-along. And, yeah, you know, whether it's a, whether you're in an Irish pub or you're at an Irish funeral or you're at an Irish wedding, at some point, people are going to start singing. And it becomes yeah. a real big sing-along. And when that one gets sung and there's a person there who can sing it, whoo. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, I mean, you and I were there that night when uh, our professor took us out and that guy just took over the room and did it. And people were weeping. I mean, well, people were just collapsing on each other. The Irish have have their heart ready to go. Like it's 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 at the end of their sleeve and uh, scratch the surface and we'll start crying um, like nobody's business. But I am interested I because I had a similar experience this past uh, week, like going back and listening to hot house flowers and just kind of being underwhelmed. Um, and I love the cranberries, still love the cranberries, but it, it very much seemed like that was a, a band uh, kind of localized in the nineties, in the early nineties. And, and they didn't have a kind of staying power or, or another sound to, to get to. And so, it's, so then we're left with like two, two examples right that van morrison has had a long career and you too has had a long career but i think and, and i mean you too is uh crushes van morrison in the career department i mean van, van morrison uh, is from northern ireland too he's from both yeah but we've already established that tim is is laying claim to all of ireland is ireland he's a real <laughs> unifier that tim uh, yeah but uh i the, the the crazy part about that, Jeff, is that Ireland loves music. Like it is a musical place. There is yeah, there are men and women playing every single night, um, uh, up and down Temple Bar, you go to Galway, go to any town, there's a person with a guitar or a person at a piano. Um, right. But you're right, it somehow hasn't hasn't translated uh, internationally, I guess. Like Luca Bloom is like the closest thing I can think of to one of those guys who had like a international following. And that's a super modest example. I doubt he's got. I, I, I doubt most people listening to this know who I'm talking about. Where's uh, With Richard the exception Thompson of from? Kevin Burax, the, the world's <laughs> largest Luca Bloom Where, fan. Where's, Kevin. where's Richard Thompson from? He's from uh, he's from England. 
Okay. Son of a gun. Oh, well. Um, ben, big fan of O'Danny Boy? He is Can't not. He you. was guffawing at me. Can't help you at all. It made me laugh so hard. That was super pretty. You know, I can't, I mean, Sinead O'Connor, he just died in acoustic. I'm not going to rip on that. Uh, that being said, it's a schmaltzy song and uh, don't have much use for it. So a little In Memoriam, Shane McGowan, Sinead O'Connor, Dolores O'Reilly. I was going to play the Pogues version of Danny Boy, but Ben might have actually had an aneurysm. The, <laughs> the Chieftains version. Hey, um, Back in 1998, I, I was uh, lucky enough to be awarded a poetry fellowship uh, on, on the little island of Inishmore off the west coast of Ireland, uh, just about, what, 15 miles into the Atlantic from Galway. Um, it was a tremendous opportunity. They put me up in a house and they gave me the, the time and the space to just write and write and write. Um, I was a member of a writer's group, uh, however. And so I would go and I would teach the the high schoolers. And then um, I would also lead an adult poetry group. And um, as St. Patrick's Day came around, they let me know that that they were going to march in the St. Patrick's Day parade on the island. Now, the island is only about, what, 10 miles long, two miles wide. It has 1,500 miles of rock walls on this island just rock walls everywhere not a lot of people so the parade route kind of went from one area went in a circle and literally you could watch the um the the parade audience walking alongside us as we marched in this parade not a lot of people on this island <laughs> they gave me as the American and the, the leader, they put me in the lead and they gave me a giant pencil uh, as two women carried a sign that said the Aaron Island, Aaron Island's writers group. So there I am walking with this giant pencil, waving at all the locals, smiling, having fun. And these two little Irish boys run up next to me. One is seven years old. One is five years old. They've got the Aaron Island's knit sweaters. I'm like, oh, my God, this could be a postcard. You know, here I am on St. Patrick's Day in the homeland, walking around, little Irish youth running by my side. My heart was full, gentlemen. And that's when the seven-year-old looked up at me and he says, what are you looking at, you pansy? <laughs> and I said, excuse me? He's like, you heard me, you pansy. And the five-year-old's like, yeah, pansy. And I'm like, you shouldn't talk like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, Don't. oh, the pansy doesn't think I should talk like that. It's like, oh, and they start laughing at me. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to talk to your father. And he's like, oh, the pansy's going to talk to my father. Oh, and I'm just like, guys, go away. And like, look at the pansy with his giant pencil walking around <laughs> with a big pencil. I'm like. I've never felt more uncomfortable in my life. I was being bullied by a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. I was like, get me out of here. And I'm sure like 20 oh. years later, they're fighting in the MMA or something. But I was I was terrified. <laughs> I thought they were going to push me into the sea. Um, and that's when you cancel the Aaron Islands. Hashtag not here. 
Uh, it was also on this trip where uh, I met um, a guy, a grad student from NYU who was studying the people of Inishmore. And he and I one night went to a sea captain's home and we drank whiskey. And the sea captain kept playing us Bob Dylan. And it was great. And we just drank whiskey the whole night. And at one point, he's like, what do you want to listen to? And I said, I want to listen to my favorite song from Ireland, Sinead O'Connor, Black Boys on Mopeds. Oh, nice. Because she sticks it to Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher on TV Shocked by the deaths that took place in Beijing Seems strange that she should be offended The same orders are given by her I've said this you said I was childish and you'll say it now Remember what I told you If they hated me, they will hate you England's not the mythical Yeah, double uh, double Sinead O'Connor tonight. Who knew? Yeah, last minute audible on my point part. So uh, that's that was great. That was great. Um, I don't think Ben's ever going to forgive me. I feel like I, I'm not going to get a Christmas gift this year. <laughs> no, I know what you get. To. It's a bottomless just, bottle of whiskey. As soon as yeah. you're, I, I've moved into being obsessed with Danny Boy, I know where you're headed for sure. <laughs> if only, if only. If only I could make that my obsession. That'd be great. Uh, fun stuff. All right, gentlemen. What uh, We're going to back stateside next time, right? It's about time LA? we went home, I think. Los Angeles. Time to head west. Time to head west. I'm psyched. Hair metal Ben Barton. I don't know what I'm going to choose. It's, it's really, LA is like, well, this is what LA is impossible. Great. I mean, like, London was so impressive. I mean, London is just such a freaking banger. But they, I mean, like, right. I, like there were more great artists from Minneapolis than there were from the rest of the British Isles. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Let alone L.A. <laughs> or Philly. You know what I mean? Like, or Detroit or Chicago. Like, like we got a couple of cities left. We this this. Uh, yeah, we might have to call home and tell them to put the put the dinner on in the fridge because we still have some places to go to. Yeah, but no. What I'm surely going to choose is the Doors. It's just going to be all the Doors. We're going to do all oh, the your doors. favorite band, Ben's wow. favorite band. 
He's going to let us listen to a 27 minute version of the end. <laughs> if we went more to Paris, keyboards. I was going to choose the doors. I was going to choose that, Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Is Fat Elvis or Fat Jim Morrison more offensive to you? Oh, I mean, Fat Fat Elvis was still able to drag his ass out on stage. I mean, Jim Morrison is, is like uh, way funnier. So good. Oh. <laughs> Might be the best um, movie bio, like music biopic ever still. Oliver Stone's The Doors is so epically, wonderfully horrible. I mean, just like... Just a garbage fire in slow motion. You can't stop watching. I love that movie. <laughs> and it just captured the band, too, perfectly. Oh. Like, unwittingly, he showed how fucking stupid and useless they were. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, fellas. You have a great uh, great holiday with your families. By the way, I feel like I should apologize to my dad, who I know is listening, whose first favorite band was The Doors. I'm just going to say, my dad actually oh, no. saw the... My dad actually saw the doors at the Whiskey A Go Go in 1966 before they had a record deal. I was like, hey, those guys are pretty wow. good. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, pops. Dad, my dad also likes the doors and he's also going to be insulted. So, we'll send more whiskey. Ben Barton has been calling the doors a cheesy lounge act since we were 19 years old. There's no reason to stop now. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. Uh, hey, happiest of holidays stuff. to all you friends. You got you yeah. got yeah. kids home and and to all our listeners. Hope uh hope you're getting together with family during this season. And um oh are you guys uh able to go to the holiday toast tomorrow evening or Wednesday evening with Electrocast? So it's, it's shockingly, I have not been invited to the holiday toast, even though I am both a what? recording artist. And oh, a podcaster. okay. I will forward that email to you. Maybe it's just <laughs> um, oh, that's awkward. All right, I'm well, a little uncomfortable myself. Yeah, Jeff, uh, don't humiliate management. You know, like we yeah, can't, yeah. we can't. Like Timmy's on the inside, we're on the outside. That's just how it goes. It is. I understand. To ask him, ask him how my deal's going, Tim. When you're there, ask him if they'll put some money behind my project. I'd be really great. All right. I I will uh, I will raise a toast to you. Uh, but let's wait. Let's end. Let's end where we started, which is people get on Substack, look, look up Timmy, start reading his book. Uh, he, it's Tim an played. incredible accomplishment to go from nothing to something so quickly. We're super proud of you, Boyo. Well done. Yeah, well done. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Tim Plain Substack. Jump on board. Bye, guys. Peace. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.